Welcome to The Grow Show, powered by Steel. On The Grow Show, we share ideas, tips, tactics, and insights to help you grow your landscaping business based on our team's 40 years of experience running a landscaping company and working with other owners and their teams to do the same. New episodes are released weekly on Wednesdays. Without further ado, here's your host, Marty Grunder. Oh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever the case may be. This is Marty Grunder from Grunder Landscaping Company and The Grow Group with another exciting edition of The Grow Show, powered by steel. I hope this version of The Grow Show finds you alive and well in whatever city or country you may be in. The Grow Show is growing leaps and bounds. Be sure to tell your friends and other fellow landscape professionals about our show because the bigger we grow this show, the more we are able to help people and carry on the message that we have here at The Grow Show, which is all about helping the owners and leaders of landscaping companies grow their companies. So this week, I want to talk to you about something that I often think about, and that is a question that I ask when I'm doing a workshop or when I am working with a group of landscapers. And I always like to say, would you want to work for you? Would you really want to work for you? When you, when you think about that, does the thoughts of working for you, does that appeal to you or do you see some issues? And, and that's the question. And since I'm uh, not a very good liar, I'm going to tell you that I think I would pretty much enjoy working for me today. But 20, 30 years ago, I would not have wanted to work for me. I would not have wanted to work for 30-year-old Marty Grunder. Ladies and gentlemen, to be blunt, I was lacking in leadership skills. And I was too self-absorbed when I look back on it. I was a good businessman. I've always been blessed with the talent of salesmanship and figuring out how to make money. But I wasn't near the leader that I am today. And, and ladies and gentlemen, listen, let me just tell you something. We're all a work in progress. I still have a lot to learn. And that's the attitude we should all have. I think if you think you've got it all figured out, it's probably time to retire. And actually, even if you retire and because you think you have it all figured out, I don't think that's healthier either. But we'll talk about that on another day. When I was in my 30s, I was a dictator in many ways. Uh, it was my way or the highway. Now, today, I'm going to be honest with you. I still am a dictator when it comes to issues like safety, when it comes to issues like taking care of the customer, calling them back immediately, being polite to one another here keeping our trucks, our facility, keeping your desk, yourself clean. And there's a few other things that, that reside on the non-negotiable list that are just part of our culture here. But I'm far more hands-off today at age 55 and, and serving as the founder and CEO of Grunder Landscaping Company and the Grow Group. I'm no longer the president of Grunder Landscaping Company. That title is held by Seth Flum. He's running the business and, and I've got to let him do his work. I've got to keep my hands off. A leader charts the course, folks, but a leader doesn't need to be sticking their his or her nose in everything. As CEO, I am not running Grunder Landscaping Company every day, nor am I running the Grow Group every day either. Vince is running that. Uh, the expression that I have really taken heart to, that a mentor of mine, Mark Thompson, that was just on a recent edition of The Grow Show, if you haven't seen that interview with Mark Thompson, I'd encourage you to go back there. We'll put a link to it here in the show notes so you can go listen to it. But in that episode, I talk at length about the impact that Mark had on me, has had on me, but also in something that he told me when I was seeking for guidance, when I knew back in May of 2023, I was going to promote Seth, the president. And I called Mark and I said, I, I need some counsel here, Mark. I need something 
to help me get through this because while Seth is getting promoted, I'm getting promoted too and I have a different job. So how am I gonna do this? And Mark said to me, you need to have your nose in, but your hands out. And that just really helped me. So what he meant was like on the outside of the window, I can be looking in, but I don't dare say anything to anybody. This is Seth's company to run now and I'm not gonna undermine him. Uh, it's my company. I have the right to ask any question I want of Seth at Grunner Landscaping or Vince at the Grow Group, but I don't have the right to usurp them. It's pretty simple, folks. I try to treat them the way that I would want to be treated if I were in their role. If they gave me the responsibility of running their company, it's not that hard for me to put myself in those shoes and think about that. I, at Grow, February 6th, 7th, and 8th in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, we've got some of their paraphernalia here at RJ Lawn and Landscape in Des Moines, Iowa. We're going to have some more sessions on this, talking about how you lead, talking about how you transition your company. And Tracy and Morgan from our strategic partners, McFarland Stanford, they're going to be there doing another version of the don't take the monkey talk. Bottom line, got to come to Des Moines to see it, folks. But let me understand. Let me make sure that you understand this. You will never, ever, ever grow if you keep taking elements on of what you delegated and entrusted in others. Let me say that again. You will never grow if you keep taking on elements or the parts or the, the matters of which you have de delegated and entrusted to others. Uh, you just can't do that. And that reminds me of the control versus controls lesson and the danger of that. You know, a lot of owners lose because they release way too hard with no controls in place and it just doesn't work. You've got to give the people the ball. You got to tell them what the rules are and then you have to support them. You know, a few years ago, a young client of ours, about 20 years younger than I am, he saw that I had Seth serving as our general manager and then our COO and he was in here to visit with us at a field trip and he could tell that I wasn't involved in the day-to-day -day operation of the business. And through the discussions of these wonderful field trips that we hold here at Grunder Landscaping Company, from which the steel studios are located in the Grunder Landscaping Company office building, he liked this idea. And, and I think he looked at me as like I was playing golf, I was relaxing. So then I heard through someone else that he had gone out and hired a COO to run his business. And we follow that because, gosh, I'm 20 years older than this guy and I have a lot of things in place, been doing this a while. And I hope this doesn't sound arrogant, but if you come and visit us, it probably does look like I have an easy job and it probably does look like all the things we do are easy. But you know, when you go and watch a football game on Sunday, that looks pretty easy too. When you go and watch a concert, when I watch Luke Combs perform, that looks easy. But Luke Combs practices a lot. He puts structure in place. We practice a ton here. My beloved Bengals practice a ton. The game on the field is a culmination of a lot of preparation. So me getting Seth here in the president's position, that wasn't just like poof, that, that's over 35 years of hard work to get to that point. So, you know, we often make things look easy, but you gotta be careful because you can't just delegate. Delegate does not mean abdication. You can't just delegate something and then completely be relieved of all the responsibilities and you don't delegate something, but then pull back what you like or, or meddle when you want to meddle or come in and decide to call a meeting because you want to call a meeting, even though you're not in that role anymore. Again, you got to be very, very mindful of what you do and what you say and how that works. 
So back on to the question of would you want to work for you? In the world, according to Marty, here's the environment that people want to work in and not work in. I'm going to give you an example of each. And I think it's a pretty good examination if you are someone others want to work for. Okay, so see what category you fall into. So I will ask you, do you hand assignments off to people and let them own them? Or do you hand them but take them over at first sign of trouble or at anything you don't like? Or maybe it's something you really like doing and you just want to jump in and do it because you own the business. One type of action breeds confidence. The other one erodes it. When you hand over jobs to people, you can't take them back. You can't even take them back when you see them failing. And let me tell you why. Because in that failing, that's what they learn. You know, I try not to belittle or make fun of smaller landscape startup companies that I see here in the Dayton area. Because guess what? 40 years ago, that was me. And my truck was pathetic. My work was pathetic. But you know what wasn't pathetic? My effort and my attitude and my drive and my desire. I have a lot of small landscapers here in Dayton, Ohio that I wave to, that I give a thumbs up to. I might send them a note. I might reach out to them on Instagram. I think it's important that we encourage people. Look, rising tide raises all boats, folks. And I know that when someone is trying there, they're going to get better. And, and I want to have them as a friend, okay? I don't want to have them as an enemy. I have too many enemies. Now, look, I know it takes time to get someone up to speed. So these filters that I'm giving you are for people you have worked with for a while and you've made a commitment to. Uh, there's a whole other podcast coming up soon on how you develop leaders and how you see if, if you've got a leader or, or if one that's, that can maybe be promoted in your organization. I can't do it all on this short episode, folks. Just encourage you to keep listening here on The Grow Show, powered by Steel. Again, tell your friends and other landscape professionals about The Grow Show. It makes a difference. That young man that hired that COO, he's back running his company because guess what? That didn't work. That guy got very, very frustrated by all the times uh, this entrepreneur was jumping back in on top of him. I think he'll get it right the second time. He did learn in the six months trial of what he did and how he did it wrong. The fact of the matter was he wasn't quite ready to hand his company over to someone else. The company needed a lot more structure in place for him to be to effectively delegate the daily operation of it. Okay, so again, do you hand over assignments and let people own them and go? Or do you hand them over but take them over at the first sign of trouble? The first one is what you want to be. Secondly, do you have job descriptions? And is it crystal clear who owns what and who reports to who? Or is it a free-for-all? I see this a lot in the companies that we work with. There's a lot of freelancing, a lot of free-for-alls. For some great tips on how to do this, I recommend you read the book, Winning with Accountability by Henry Evans. It's a great book. Everybody that comes to the field trip here at Grunder Landscaping Company, we read that book and we discuss it. It's in the show notes, a link to the book. It's about 90 pages long. It's a real short read on accountability, but it gives you some really good tips on how you delegate and how you set someone up for success. We do not want to consistently be setting people up for failure. Setting people up for success, you get a reputation as a great manager. You get a reputation as somebody who can be counted on. You get a reputation as somebody who develops other talent. That's what you want. The other one People don't want to work for that. You're not going to delegate a major project or a task or a responsibility in the company to someone and then rush in and take it back and there not be hurt feelings, maybe even to the point that you lose a good person over that, okay? 
Uh, imagine how frustrating it would be for you. I'm talking to you to come to work every day and not know who your boss was, what your work was, what your priorities are, and how you're judged, right? How, how would we know you're successful? Clarity begets success. Clarity of purpose in everything that we do and all the people in the organization understanding what they're doing and how they're doing it, that's where wins can find you folks. That's where wins can find you. Again, we see this a lot. I, I know of a older gentleman that called me a couple months ago talking about his boss who I knew. I was trying to help him a little bit. He loves his job, but he said that he's got six different people telling him what to do. So I gave him some suggestions on how to handle that. And I suggested that he go back to his boss and say, hey, I'm afraid I'm getting in trouble here. I've got a lot of people telling me what to do. I'm not sure how their agendas mix with yours. Is there any way we could get clarity? I was really glad. I got a little text from him a couple weeks ago. He said, Marty, that was great advice. I've got it worked out. I think just I'm, I'm very willing and I'm very nice. So people have a tendency to come to me with everything. And I've had to learn how to put the guardrails up and be more assertive about what I can and can't do. But a lot of people do this to their folks by not being clear with what they want someone to do. I learned a lot about this when my oldest daughter, who's now 29 years old, was 16 years old and got her first job. And I remember when she came home from work at the end of the day, it was in the summer, and I asked her what she did and what they did. And they were talking about the training that they were doing and the mentoring that she had. And she has one person that she met with for lunch once a week. And my daughter's 16 years old at the time. And I remember thinking to myself, folks, they're doing way more than I'm doing. I, I, I got to get my act together. I got to make sure my people know what their jobs are and what a win looks like and how they will know if they've been successful. It would be really bad to go home at the end of the day not knowing if you made a difference. You want your team to go home at the end of the day knowing that they made a difference, knowing that they pleased their boss. Most people want to please their boss, folks. Not everyone is trying to tick you off, okay? So be careful of that. But I think it's very difficult to set this all up and it's very easy just to act like there's nothing wrong and just keep dumping stuff on people. So clarity begets success. Last couple things here and we'll wrap up this edition of The Grow Show. Do you compliment or do you complain? What a difference that can make. We have a gentleman that we've worked with, and I'm not going to tell you his name, just tell you he lives in Oklahoma. He's a nice guy. But when we do grow our big event or when we do a webinar, they're not perfect, folks. And this guy is the first person to point out that lunch at Grow wasn't very good or that the webinar had technical difficulties and he couldn't see me because the lights went out in the studio. He never, ever compliments us, never. He signs up for everything and he's a nice guy, but like when I'm picturing him right now, I'm picturing the, I'm not kidding you, the 10 times in the last two years that he's had something to complain about. And he has a right to complain, he's a customer. And Lunch It Grow a few years back was bad. And we did have a technical difficulty on one of our webinars. He's right. But what I worry the most about this young leader is that do his guys come into the shop after busting their tail all week long and he tells them that their truck is dirty and they better wash it before they go home? Maybe it's dirty because it rained all week and they were you know, digging in the dirt and everything. And maybe the best thing this young leader could do would be to say, you guys worked your tail off this week. I'm gonna clean your truck out for you. It'll be clean when you get back. You guys go home and here's a $10 gift card for five guys for each of you. 
on the way home to get something. Maybe you need a $20 gift card to buy something at Five Guys now. But, you know, we got to be careful of that. Are you somebody that complains all the time or are you somebody that compliments people? And trust me, there is time to complain or to give someone constructive criticism. But we got to know the situation that you're in and a compliment will get you a lot farther than a complaint will. So again, would you want to work for you? Are you the person that points out the one thing they did wrong when they did 83 other things right? It's not the kind of person someone would want to work for. And then lastly, we'll wrap up the Grow Show by saying this. I think, world according to Marty, W-A-M, wham, I think that people want to work for people that are great at the things they want their followers to be good at. I could talk about this topic alone for three hours, but the biggest disconnect in leaders leading their people is they tell people to call customers right back, but they don't do it themselves. They tell people that their trucks need to be clean, but their truck isn't clean themselves. They tell their team that they should be in a uniform, but they come into work in shorts, top siders, a tank top, and wear their hat on backwards. What you are doing speaks so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. I think Thomas Twain or somebody like that uh, said that, okay? We got to be mindful of that, folks. And we got to be mindful of the disconnect that our actions speak when they don't line up with what we expect from folks. Again, I think people want to work for people that have alignment. I think they want to work for people that understand that it's not about them, that it's about everybody and that they're a good team player as well. I think they're people that understand when they delegate, it doesn't mean abdication, it doesn't mean they're gonna jump in. It means that you get a reputation when you delegate something, they've got it and they're gonna go. I think they're someone that is very clear about expectations, they use accountability. I think a great leader would read Winning with Accountability from Henry Evans. And I think last but not least, the clarity there and being great at what we want the followers to be good at. All right, well, that wraps up this week's edition of The Grow Show. I hope you're getting ready to come see us in Des Moines, Iowa, February 6th, 7th, and 8th. We've got a great event planned at RJ Lawn and Landscape in Des Moines, Iowa. I can't tell you how excited I am to go to Des Moines. I can't tell you how excited I am about the conference center, the agenda, and some tricks we have. This is, I think, our 28th annual event. If you think we're not gonna make this one better than all the others, you better go try, you better go think again because Marty Grunder and his team wins. All right, have a great week, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Grow Show. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and head to growgroupinc.com for more information and resources to grow your landscaping business. A special thanks to the folks at Steel whose support makes this podcast possible and whose reliable handheld power equipment makes our drives easier daily. We'll talk to you next week.